If it happened via masturbation and you were a kid at the time, the way your parents or other parties who were aware of your behavior handled the subject can have a huge effect on your own feelings. All too often, parents catch their kids masturbating and chastise or punish them for the act. Sound familiar? If you associate pleasure with, don't touch that, or don't do that, or that's disgusting, it makes sense that you might not have the best relationship with masturbation or orgasm. The first time we have an orgasm with a partner, as well as the first time we have partnered sex, whether it is with or without orgasm, can also very much shape our understanding of and experience with orgasm. If you had partnered sex for the first time and did not have an orgasm, and your orgasm, in fact, seemed to be of no matter to that partner, you may have, from that moment forward, understood orgasm to be some sort of privilege to be bestowed upon you at a partner's whim. Even if that belief is not present in your conscious mind, it may well be a part of your subconscious. That being the case, it would be all too easy to adopt an attitude of, I get the scraps I get, when it comes to sex and pleasure. But that kind of thinking will get you nowhere fast. You have a right and a responsibility to your orgasm. This sort of thinking also easily lends itself to harboring shame about desiring orgasm. It goes a little something like this. My partner doesn't give a second thought to my having an orgasm. If I do, he will think I'm ridiculous or greedy or slutty or fill in the blank. And just like that, you've fallen into the eternally spiraling shame trap. But there is simply no place for that. There is simply no space for shame when you are building a healthy relationship with your orgasm. Women have as much right to a healthy sexuality and kick-ass orgasms as men do. The problem lies in the fact that, as feminist writer Anne Cote so eloquently put it in her 1972 essay, The Myth of the Vaginal Orgasm, many more women are simply afraid to establish their right to equal enjoyment, seeing the sexual act as being primarily for the man's benefit and any pleasure that the woman got as an added extra. Code. 1972, 114. But remember, your pleasure should be your partner's pleasure, and vice versa, no matter how it's achieved or what it looks like or sounds like. In other words, the me, me, me of porn is just silly entertainment. It should in no way shape your sexual reality. The thing is, everyone has a story when it comes to our sexual histories. For some of us, it reads like a fairy tale. For others, a nightmare. Some of our stories unfold just as we imagined they would. Others are far from anything we ever could have conjured. The one thing all of our stories have in common is that they affect who we become sexually, for better or for worse. 
But although they affect us, they don't have to define us. Before we can dictate what our stories will mean, though, we have to see them for what they are and decide for ourselves whether it would be best to hold tight or let go. Whatever your story, the one thing I can absolutely assure you of is that you are not alone. Women's stories of their first sexual experiences and orgasms range from the divine to the despicable to everything in between. And each story reveals something powerful and important. It's not so much what the stories are about that is important, but what those stories can do to us if we allow them to become our truth.